for this year to finish. And God has been faithful. Look at where you started from. In the, this year of light, God showed up. He demonstrated himself to you. The times that you were sick, the times that you were weary, the times you needed wisdom, the, the times that you even didn't even have a need, but he still remembered you. And I want us to lift up our voices this morning and say, God, I thank you. Thank you for your goodness over my life. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, out there, not sorrowing or sighing concerning me. Thank you, Father, for your healing. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom of your word that you've been showing forth unto us. Even from this altar, I want us to lift up our voice and begin to worship the name of the Lord. Our God and our King, we want to thank you. Father, we want to thank you. Father, we want to shout to joy for you this morning. Father, at the beginning of this year, you said this is the year of light. And you told us that we should rise, we should shine. For our light has come and the glory of your God has risen upon us. Father, we've been seeing the fulfillment of this word in Christ with Tabernacle. I want to say thank you, Father. I want to say thank you, Lord, for your grace. I want to say thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. I want to say thank you, Lord, for the knowledge. We thank you, Lord, for Apostle Forever Noma, who you have set even as our father and our mother over this household because of their total obedience. Father, we have been able to know you better. We've been able to, uh, to discover you even in deeper dimensions. That's why, God, we praise you this morning. Father, we praise you for peace over our soul. Father, you have given unto us. Father, some people don't know the word peace. But, Father, we thank you, Father, because you've given us your peace that transcends all understanding. Father, we give you all the glory. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. For you said the entrance of your word gives us life. And we thank you for the entrance of your word that has been giving us life. We give you glory. Thank you for your healing power. Father, that has been demonstrated from this altar. That you've been pouring healing, O oh God. Father, upon your people. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of insight that you've been releasing unto your people. Father, we worship you. Father, we honor you. Father, we praise you. Father, we've seen the performance of your word. Father, in the midst of us. Father, we've seen the hand of you, O oh God, Father, revealed unto us. Father, and to crown it on at the beginning of this month, you said you have, you've given us a bell, a bell to ring, a bell of thanksgiving. And that's why this morning, Father, we enter your gates. Father, with thanksgiving in our hearts, we come into your court with praise. You said, count your blessings, name them one by one, and think about what God has done. Every man should think this morning that God, I thank you. Where you were yesterday isn't where you are today. Where you were at the beginning of the year is not where you are today. Where you were at the beginning of the month is not where you are today. It's all been because of the mercy of the Lord. And so, Lord, we lift you up this morning. Thank you, Father, for lifting us up. Thank you, Lord, for glorifying us. Thank you, Lord, for providing for us even in the areas of our jobs. Father, we thank you, Father, for promotions. Father, in the midst of us. Father, we praise you. We praise you, Father, for those who are heavy with child. That you cause them to deliver safely. Father, we glorify you. You deserve our worship this morning. You deserve our praise. Even if we had a thousand songs, Father, it won't be enough to us to say, thank you, Father, because you have demonstrated yourself, even as the King of kings and as the Lord of lords in the midst of us. Be exalted in the heavens above. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will read from the book of um, Luke chapter 4. From verse 16, it says that Jesus went to Nazareth, where he has been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And that is what we are doing today. Hallelujah. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found 
the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, and, to re and the recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favors. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Hallelujah. Today, everything that the Lord has spoken about you will be fulfilled. We are in the month of remembrance. The Lord has already remembered us. So let's begin to thank God. Thank Him for all that He has written concerning you. Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory, O Lord, because you have said so much about us. We thank you because before we were born, you knew us. My Lord, you formed us in our mother's womb. And you prepared a plan and a purpose for our lives. We want to thank you, O Lord. We give you praise. We exalt your name for your faithfulness. Thank you, O Lord, Father, for what you have written concerning us. For you say your plans for us are to prosper us. Your plans, your plans for us are to prosper us. Plans that are to give us hope and a future. We give you all the praise. We exalt your name. We are so grateful, O Lord, for all that you have written concerning us. We thank you, Lord, because we know they will be fulfilled. We know they will be fulfilled. We are in the month of remembrance. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember us. You who remembered Rachel. You who remembered Sarah. And you said to Abraham, by this time next year, Oh Lord, we thank you because we know that by this time next year, there shall be great testimonies. Even those who are looking up to you for the fruit of the womb. My Lord, you will fulfill it. By this time next year, there will be naming all over the place in Christ's tabernacle. We exalt your name. You exalt your name. We thank you because you have remembered us. A scroll of remembrance has been written concerning us. We give you praise, O Lord. We exalt your name because you do not come too late. O Lord, we exalt you. We want to thank you, O Lord, because in this month, my Lord, there shall be performance. In the name of Jesus, blessed be to your name. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your loving kindness. You are a good God and there is no one like you. You do not come too late. Oh Lord, we bless you. For you say better is the end of the matter than the beginning. It doesn't matter where we started from. Where we will finish is what is the matter. We thank you, O Lord, because in this month you will do it. In this month you will do it. Everything that you have promised us in this year, my Lord, we give you praise. Because you have already restored them, you have fulfilled them, now you are going to remember them and you will bring them to manifestation. We give you praise, O Lord. Lord, we give you praise. We exalt your name. We magnify your name, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now turn with me quickly to the book of Luke chapter 4, verse number 42. Luke chapter 4. Number 42, we read to 44. Early the next morning, I know 
that all of us have read this, but this scripture stood up this morning so strong to me. Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him. When they finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too. Because this is why I was sent. That right there, Jesus established the principle that every disciple of God must live a purpose-driven life. Now, prior to that, an activity, a revival had taken place when he preached the gospel. The Bible said the whole town came with the lame, the sick, and they were pressing to touch him. And Jesus, after this, he said, I'm not so much engrossed in these things, even though they are byproduct, but I came with a heavenly mandate. So this morning, you want to pray as we are planning and we are getting, we are taking stock and doing all the inventories and everything, getting ready for the next. Ask yourself, where are you in the purpose of God for your life? Where are you in the agenda of God in this house? I was asking myself. Because remember, heaven does not assess our life by the long, the, the number of days we live. Heaven evaluates our lives according to purpose. So your birthday and my birthday, God evaluates those days in relation to the purpose assigned to your destiny. So you want to pray. Jesus said, don't make me a king in this terrain or in this region. For I must preach the gospel in other towns. So you want to pray, God, I want to lead a purpose-driven life going forward. Anything that distracts me. Some of us have seen some um, blessings and certain things. So we are okay and tabernacle in that. That is not where God is taking us. There are more weightier matters. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The Holy Spirit of God, just as Jesus said, For this I came, that I might preach the gospel in other towns. Open my eyes to see the dimensions of the Spirit. What you have earmarked for me in this season going forward. And your purpose in this house my part, my role in the purpose in this house. I don't want to settle at one place. I want to move as the cloud of God, as the move of the Spirit of God is taking the church to the next level. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that we lift up our voice as a church corporately. We are saying with our leader, our Savior, our Lord, for this I came that I will preach the gospel from town to town, from village to village, from area from region from territory to territory we ask that in the name of jesus let this consciousness and reality awareness come to us as we cross over to the next year that we will not lead our life anyhow we will lead by purpose those of us that do not know our purposes let there be a visitation and encounter those of us that know our purpose cause us to step into the next level, the next phase in relation to the corporate purpose in the house of God. Thank 
Oh God, come on, are you praying this morning? Remember, God measures our life in terms of purpose. So Jesus said, for this reason I came. I did not just come for entertainment. I did not just come for activity. I did not just come to satisfy my pleasure. But I came to do the will of him that sent me. So this morning you are asking, oh God, let the will of the Father take and consume me. Sata ikonu umahata subrahata ikonte simanama both our boys and girls, our youth, our young men, our our young women, our old men and our old women, oh God, collectively and corporately, take away distractions, oh God, Holy Ghost, oh God, and Bible said, oh God, and so Jesus continued to travel from village to village, from town to town, from region to region, Preaching in the synagogues throughout the whole region. And so we ask to God this morning, we will not be satisfied with that which you have blessed us with until we fulfill our heavenly mandate to God. Oh, come on, are you praying this morning? Our gathering here, heaven has got an interest. There is a desire of heaven for this meeting. And you and I got to contact the heaven heavenly agenda. And so that we act in the name of Jesus. Let this same purpose, let this same understanding, let this same awareness, let this same consciousness that resided in Jesus. Suta ikaba subrata li imanika subrata ikunta li wadeka in the name of Jesus. Oh God, help us. Oh God, individually, Holy Ghost, you are the comfort Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. Our God is good all the time. Lift up your hands and begin to worship Him. Lift up your hands and begin to worship Him. Father, we thank you. We exalt you this morning. We magnify your name. We give you praise, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. Can I encourage us with these words this morning before we open the service? He says, splendor and majesty are before him. There is splendor in this meeting this morning. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. So are you wearied or tired this morning? Receive the strength of God to worship in the name of Jesus. Then that verse 7 of that Psalm 96 said, Ascribe to the Lord, O family of Christ's faith tabernacle. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his court. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. That is what you want to do this morning. Let's act it now and do it so that heaven will shake this morning. Ascribe to him glory and strength. Ascribe to him honor due to his name. Bring an offering when the time comes for us to give offering. It's a reminder. Prepare your mind to be giving the offering of praise 
And when it comes to financial offering, prepare your heart to give as well in the name of Jesus. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. God is here this morning. We all know that. So worship Him. Bow down and worship Him. Exalt Him this morning. Magnify His name this morning. Tremble before Him in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank You because the heavens rejoice as we gladly wave to You this morning. Accept our offering. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen and amen. Shall we start the meeting as we lift up our right hand? Can I just say this before we start the service? God is not happy when the children are making noises. If your child is making noise, quickly run to the bathroom or toilet there and stay there. Or go to the open space and the Lord will help you for that. Let no child stop this service anymore. Ushers, we have to have a training for that. So you need more training on that. Let no child. God is here. Amen. So if your child is making noise, just quickly go out. You are allowed to go out. Amen. Shall we start the service as we read the book of Psalm 24, verse 1, with an uplifted hand. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. We seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145, please. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. 
Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
lift up your voice and worship the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Let's thank God for what He has been doing among us over the years. We are in the last session of this year. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we exalt you. Be thou exalted, O God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For the Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. We thank you for your plans that have been in the midst of Christ with Tabernacle. And we thank you for your purpose fulfilled in every life in this house. For what you have done this year, we exalt and magnify your name. My ears are full. Oh God of your visitation. Lord God, we thank you for visiting us. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for breaking chains and bondages. We thank you for impacting your spiritual gifts upon us. We thank you for such a time as this. In Jesus' anointed name we pray it. Welcome someone in the name of the Lord. Amen. What a glorious time. Please be seated in the right hand of God in the heavenly places. What a beautiful time that we are. Put your hands together for the choir, please. Father, we bless you. You know, I'm seeing a glimpse of next year. And it's making me so happy. Because the things we have seen this year are so awesome in this house. Nevertheless, what is coming will blow the mind of humanity in this house. I'm so thankful to God for how God is sharing this ship. This year, we have been praying over the past few days from the beginning of, Jan- of, the, of December, thanking God more. And in our thanking God, we have been reflected by the Holy Spirit to um, the things that happened since January. And one of the reflections that we, 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 were, we were turned to us, 
I, I heard it very clearly when Pastor Debbie began to speak about it. That God did so many miracles among us, but because we are the recipient of the miracles, we soon forget. And because the miracles are so many, what God did in January, by February, some other things are happening by March, so that every month God is rolling out prophetic words and manifestation follow immediately, and several testimonies are coming in. And she spoke about, she reminded us about the testimony of the French woman who I was preaching in London, and she was in one of the Scandinavian countries, but she was hearing me speak in French. And when we heard the testimony of the woman, we brought the woman on live. And as I was speaking that day, the woman said, that's what I'm saying. I can hear what you say. And she said, she repeated what I said in French. And the French interpreted it exactly what I said. In my entire existence, humanly, I've never had such happen. We have read the book of Acts chapter 2, and we have heard that the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost came, the, the apostles were speaking in tongues, and the response of the people is that we had them in our own mother tongue, in our own language. And they mentioned several languages. And we always have been thinking that the, disciples, the apostles spoke in those dialects. But it has happened in CFT. They didn't speak in those dialects. They spoke in a tongue. And the Holy Spirit gave understanding to each hearer in their own language. That's what happened. Because, you remember, the woman said that she decided to go and watch other English speakers, ministers who preach, but she can't hear what they are saying. She said she was never she couldn't hear what they And saying. we always have she turned to my old tapes. She said, Okay, let me go and see the old tapes of Apostle Williams. She went to my previous tapes in English and she was here in French. And she told the member here in London that but you said this man doesn't speak French, but he's French, he's speaking. And the woman said, No, he's not speaking French, he's speaking English. He said, I'm hearing him speaking French. And then the woman said, What did he say yesterday? And she told her everything I said. Because, you know, of course, you write, the, you write down what I teach you. And the woman wrote down all what I said, word for word. And she was amazed before we brought her to the platform. You know, and we have several testimonies. I told you that on the 31st, we are going to have testimonies. But I will vet those testimonies. The testimonies only we will have are testimonies where... God said to you that this week I'm going to do this and it happened to you. You come and give that testimony. This month, this is what God said is going to do. Prophetic and it happened to you. That is what we want to share. We'll come and share. Somebody called me and told me, well, at least, at least I can say about four of them have called me regarding this issue. God speaking about something and the following week. Even last month, the month of fulfillment. Somebody told me the testimony that person has is mind-blowing. You know, I told you some time ago that they will call you from where you did not apply. You remember? Yeah? I said the, the job you did not apply for, they will call you this week. And it happened exactly as God said. But that person's testimony said, when God said that, it happened to him. And by last month, what God said last month happened. But when I heard it, I said, no, I don't want to share this testimony now. And that's why I will not speak much detail about it. 
We have had people saved through, through our, 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 you know, prayer line. One of them was the king last year who came from Nigeria and lockdown met him here. And that king is still waiting for CFT to come to his village and do a crusade and plant a church. He's from the, he's from the Igbo land. And next year, guess what? With my two feet, I will be in that village. I will be there. The cry of the man. His, he, the day he was speaking to me in the office there, I saw tears on his eyes. An old man, he said, I don't want to go to my grave before my people are saved. I want my people saved. He told me all what he has been going through. The daughter is here. He was one of our medical doctors here. And Mama had been praying for the salvation of her husband for years. She was born again. And the king said, I gave my life to Jesus during this lockdown through the message. He said the first day he listened to our message on the on the on the social media, he said that he called the doctor and said, Is it the same Bible that we are reading that this man is reading? He said, Yes. He said he listened and this was a very successful man, academically successful and he was a very successful businessman with with trailers and you know big business. But he said, what the most thing I cherish is salvation. So that day when you said you want to give your life to Jesus in the house of my daughter, I told my daughter, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. The whole place lit up. And you know, he's not joking. He's an old man. And we have many other testimonies of what God did. So for us, you must be very thankful to God. You must be very thankful. People got jobs, job offers this year that some of them, we, we can't even say it on the pulpit. That people give me testimonies, but because the job area that they are working is sensitive, we cannot say that publicly. But my heart is full. What about encounters? People who had encounters of the Lord, people who had encounters of heaven, people who the company, you know, connived against them. And I didn't know it, but I spoke by the Spirit of God the following week. Miracle happened. Miracle happened. There was a woman who was healed of cancer. You remember the woman who had 72 lobes in her body from the x-ray. And she's not a member of CFT, but she connected. And that day, she connected. I, by the Spirit of God, I spoke against cancer in the body. I said, vanish in the name of Jesus Christ. She said she felt like something hit her. She went the following week for her second test, which they said they given her the time. They found out that the 72 lobes they found all over the place, which shows in history, is gone, except two shadows, they said. So they said, okay, we will still operate you. Maybe those two shadows are the, you know, they are cancerous lumps. When they opened her up, they found out that those two shadows were not lumps. So they closed her back and told her when she came back that we didn't find anything again in you. So things like that is, is to be celebrated. It's only God who can do that. It's only God who can do that. I think the media section should go and get all prophecies spoken this year 
and all testimonies spoken this year and begin to give us every week a testimony, you know, a proven testimony of the hand of God among us. I'm saying this because uh, God told me to begin to prepare for next year because I'm seeing the insight of next year. Inside of next year. People in this church are seeing trance. They are seeing visions. Even this week, a number of people contacted me, but I talked about, about two of them. One of them saw an open vision where we were praying, or I think, on the video. On that video, you know, this Friday, as, as Friday to Saturday, yesterday morning, Saturday morning, when I was leading you in prayer, suddenly I said, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Whenever I say, Yes, Lord, I'm hearing him and we are talking. So he now asked God, what is Apostle talk? What are you telling Apostle? Because when I said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I started praying, praying, speaking in tongues. And the Lord said to him that what I told him is what he just spoke in tongues. And you watch it. What is he speaking in tongues? He said. The Lord said he's going to speak into your wealth in this church. And the moment the Lord said that to him, I began to make declaration over your wealth. Those of you who were on that video will remember. And I can still remember when I began to make this declaration over your wealth. And I began to read over you the book of Psalm and the book of Isaiah 60. And I began to declare concerning the wealth of nations. I began to declare the gates being lifted. He said he was shocked. So, but testimonies like that give me joy. Because what I want for you is for you to, to be able to hear as I hear. To be able to see as I see and know as I know. That is my greatest joy. It makes me happy when I'm hearing that coming from you. Especially when I see the young ones coming with visions and revelations. It makes me happy. It makes me happy. So, but then, if you are part of this church, listening to me even on this platform right now across the globe, the unction you have received, the Lord said we have received the unction the for insight. That was... Uh, last month um, over commas and I said inside of mystery that mystery of your life will be revealed and people have been having encounters about their own life when you know about your life you know where you are going and your journey is cut short I will get now so God is God in the midst of us now all these testimonies I've just shared with you brief of them is it has to do with what we are teaching you currently. I'm teaching you about winning the battle of destiny. That is the topic. Winning the battle of destiny. Say after me, winning the battle of destiny. Yeah. That is what we are looking at. You see, God is teaching you this now because He's preparing for something bigger than what you have ever thought. Next year, we have a big vision in this house. And I believe every member of this church, this church too, your vision has been, you know, sharpened. If you are looking down yourself before, if you are in Christ with a barnacle, you cannot. It's not possible. If you have a height you are talking about before, in your own goal, I think this church has raised your barrier higher than what you can imagine. That's what has happened to you. And the last time I spoke to you about destiny, but today, I will brief you about the journey to destiny. Understand the topic, winning the battle of destiny, subtitle, the journey to destiny.
Can I first say to us, you will write very quickly. Write a lot today because I'll be very, very fast. When next I come to your midst, I'll be able to go detail. But let me give you an indication. Number one, the journey to destiny. There are three things, first of all, that you need to know about your destiny. Three things. The first three things you need to know about your destiny. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Let me read that again. God said to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as prophet to nations. So, the three things you must identify there. Number one, God's destiny for you predates your conception. Write it down. God's destiny for you predates your conception. It was, it was, God designed your destiny before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb. That's why he said that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Number two, God's ordination for your life predates your birth. What you are going to become, what God ordained for you to do, to become, before you were born, it predates your birth. And the third one is, God's appointment for your life predates your birth. Destiny, ordained, ordination, and appointment. If you look at these three segments in that chapter, verse, it says, Before you were born, I knew you. Before you, if we, uh, before you are formed, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. That is preordination. And then he says, I appointed you. Now, understand that Satan was not there when God knew you, for knew you. He's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Alright? No medium on earth was there. And when God ordained your destiny, to each man he ordains their destiny. He did not discuss with any other spirits. Neither did he tell any being. So no angel know it. No demon know it. Except the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Maybe there is someone listening to me. It seems as if the whole of the steps you took in life, you have ended up in a wreck. As a wreck. I want to revive you. The one who preordained. Something about God is that when God takes a decision and He speaks it out, God cannot change it. Except the one who is the recipient that can change it. Okay? You know, the last Sunday I spoke to you together, I spoke about marriage under ordination. Some people may marry wrong people. <clears throat> okay? <clears throat> when husband and wife, when a man and a woman get married, from Genesis, they should be complementary, not contradictory to destiny. But it's not so with many. There are people who 
women who have very high destiny and they marry somebody who is, who is totally contrary. And these women are go-getters. Fiery. But they marry a man who is whatever may be, may be. And before you know it, what happened is that Satan will use that wrong choice to try to frustrate their ambition in life. Okay? But if that is you, you can still get there. In this lecture, I will help you understand this. As much as God ordains destiny, He ordains some people to come across your path in destiny who He had commanded their spirit to take you from one level to the other. What about if they refuse and they do? <clears throat> because <clears throat> many of them are not under the influence of the Spirit of God. Satan, when you begin to serve God and he sees that you are going very well, he can stir up those people to try to frustrate the destiny. <clears throat> Some people give up because they don't have the knowledge I want to show you. But you will soon recognize that challenges, adversity, or contradictory elements... They have no power to extinguish your destiny. They may cost you more effort. They may delay your journey. But you will get there. If you can understand these principles I'm teaching you. Sometimes the person you rely upon that will fund you, he had promised you fund and then before he delivered it, he died. And nobody will believe it. And nobody can supply it. You will still get to that destiny. I have a brother. <clears throat> at the beginning of this church. Very influential man. Really he was the, he was the representative of British government for Africa. He was their council for Africa. So if British government had a problem legal in Africa, he's the one. He's his chambers who stand for British government. Very, very extremely wealthy. <clears throat> and it's my senior brother. But God sent me back to Nigeria in crusade, and in my crusade he got filled with the Holy Ghost. He took me to his house and knelt down. He's about 17 years older than me. He knelt down and said, my brother, lay hands on me. I want this Holy Spirit. Very intellectual. He was trained in all the best universities in the world as a lawyer. I lay hands on him and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, I've said, I told you his testimonies before. It was he who, now he answered me, what is your problem? Do you have any need, something I can do for you? I said, yes. I came all the way from England because of this issue. And I want to go back to England as a missionary. Let me tell you, the rest was a story. His telephone call straight away. Two days after I was in the embassy, they told me anybody you want to take to Nigeria from England, you can't to England, you can't, because you are going as a missionary. We know you have you are there as a land surveyor and a student. That was how inflation it was. So when we started CFT, he came and he said to me, My brother, God has called you. You will not lack money. He said, God has blessed me. Everything you need financially, I will give. And he promised that. And we didn't have instruments. So we went to buy one combi, com, combo. 
We didn't launch CFT because I don't know how you can launch God's thing. If God said it, God launched it. That's Apostle Williams. If anybody invites me that we're launching church, I do not go because it's ungodly, it's unscriptural. If God called you, you don't need to call people to come and help you. I don't do that and I don't believe in it because you hinder God. So, the trip he was coming to fulfill his promise that the first thing you need we have looked at it we need property and forget about that we need what you need now we need equipment we need this and that and that and with the boss he said don't worry when i'm come come the night he arrived london the night he landed in london he had an attack he's asthmatic and when he had the asthmatic crisis, he told the wife, take me to hospital straight away. The wife said, no, you'll be alright. Just use your inhaler. And I was in my house praying. And I had a revelation. I saw, I think Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Debbie, you will still remember, because I discovered all of them. I saw a beast pursued a person very huge, and this is this guy, very huge and harmless. If you fight your case in Nigeria, the judge that will overturn it, <laughs> he will buckle issues. That's the kind of person he was. Now, and I said, why should this beast attack this person? I said, but Lord, I don't have a rod to kill the beast. So I went to look for a rod to kill the beast. By the time I got there, that beast has eaten the intestine of that person. I said, oh my God, oh my God, I hit the beast, I hit the beast, I hit the beast, I hit the beast. He passed out at that hour. My brother passed on at that hour. Okay. My telephone rang after the wife. I said, and see why are you calling me in the midnight? He said, your brother. Your, I said, what? He said, your brother. I said, what? He said, he's gone. I said, no, go, we'll bring him back. You know that kind of thing? I prayed my intestine out. But Lord told me that, but I revealed it to you that he was going. That was when my sanity came to me. So, if he was the source of our destiny, why are we here today? This is cathedral. God only wanted to show me that it is He who is the source of destiny. He says, I will build my church and I will say, I will build my life. That is Jesus saying to you. Or I will build your life, Jesus said. He says, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. You can read it as, He will build my life and the gates of hell will not prevail. You know, when I talk to you, I give you experiences of what practically happened. So there are some of you who, when you were growing up, your dad just died and he was a breadwinner and he's gone. Your destiny is not extinguished if you can understand the principles. Because it's God who directs the heart of man to help you when he helps you. If God steers their mind away from you, they will not help you. 
Any job you got, some people employed you. It was God who directed their heart to employ you. That's the reason why you can't be proud of anything that you are. Somebody made you. By God's mercy. There are people more qualified who got nothing. So therefore, you need to recognize. Many of you we have, you can identify with me. With what I'm telling you. It is possible that you have gone through such, such stories in life. It's possible that some of you didn't have such issues. I can tell you several stories that this is true. God, God's destiny for you predates your conception. God's ordination for you predates your birth. And God's appointment for you predates your birth. Now, second three things you must know. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I knew the plans that I have for you. Or the King James Version says, the thoughts I have towards you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Write three things down from that scripture. Number one, only God knows his plans for you. We have looked at this detail in my first lecture. Number two, God's plan is to prosper you and not to harm you. And number three, God's plan is to give you hope and a future. You have six things now. You need to be sure of your destiny. So if God is the one who designed it, and God is the one who knows it, why should you be afraid of any external person? No matter how much a man boasts against you, that I will make sure I finish you, they cannot, because that night may be their last breath, and the following day you will see them again. You need to understand God. Therefore, number two, this is the first thing I said to you. Number one, first three things you need to know about destiny, and second three things you need to know about destiny. Number two is you. Your destiny is guaranteed by God. Because your destiny came with promise. God guarantees your destiny. Because it came with promise. Isaiah, 40, Isaiah 14 verse 22, 24. Isaiah 14, 24. It says, The Lord Almighty has sworn. Surely as I plan, I have planned, so it will be. And as I have purpose, so it will stand. When you have a sworn affidavit over a statement, then you cannot deny the statement any longer. You know, in law, when you write things that are your own personal views, or in a lot of documentary issues, if you do not write what is called a statement of truth, you know, you can change your mind. But when you write things and you put a statement of truth there, it's not revocable. You can't deny it. If you go to the law court and they take your statement and then after someone affidavit and you are saying something different, <laughs> that is forgery. God swore by his own name. Which means it's irrevocable. And he said, 
As I have planned, it shall be as I purpose. Which means that there is, no matter how far away you have gone away from the plan, that plan still remains. It still remains. You made mistake, you made blunder, go 200 miles away, that plan remains until you come back to the way you will get there. You may waste your life when you were young because you didn't have, you know, a, a godly instructor. That's the reason why those of you who are under godly instructor and you are young count it a lot of privilege. But let me say something to you. No matter how far out you go, if you can come back to the path that God has ordained, you get it. If God swore by his own name that anything he plans shall be and the purpose for which he plans it shall be fulfilled, it means that destiny cannot be crushed, cannot be destroyed, it cannot be cancelled. It's indestructible. It remains until a man dies. It may not be fulfilled, but it is indestructible. I will get it now. You agree with me? Say amen. You can't destroy what you did not originate. Any one of you here now, stand up and destroy this building. If you know you can destroy it now, do it. You know why I'm proud to say that? None of you have bomb in your custody. <laughs> I mean, if even somebody, those who blow themselves up, they come here, they blow themselves up, the building will remain. He's the one who are blowing pieces. Because the bomb that will blow this building must be such a massive bomb that somebody flying an aeroplane will, will throw it on this building. So, because you don't have the power, you don't know about the building, you don't have the power. God said, when I plan, nothing can change it. So, look at your life. God has not changed his mind about you. Now, can me say something to you. This person that God was speaking to is Jeremiah at the age of 17. A 17-year-old boy. God is talking to him like that. How will you understand? Suddenly, he has no understanding. But you who are 17 in CRT today, you have understanding because we are teaching you through those who God has already spoken to. Listen to me, therefore. So we fly like fly more now. I have laid the bedrock, things you need to know. Therefore, number three, your age or disability or inability is not an excuse. Your age or disability or inability is not an excuse. You know, when I looked at these scriptures in the night, especially look at the first one that said, before I formed you, I knew you. A, a, a person came to my mind. When we go into character studies, case studies, we are going to look at the life of this man. You know, many people don't understand this. That the world, things don't happen in the world just like that. <laughs> God is in control. Are we together? There is a man called Jeroboam. And this man called Jeroboam, you all right, learned about him, was a king. Of, the first king of Israel after, after the divided kingdom. And Judah and Israel parted. He was the first king. And he listened to man. The man who God puts as a king by a prophet. He now listened to men. And he now decided to build the first abomination. The sin of Jerusalem. Altar to the devil. Asherah. 
and call it the altar of God. He converted priests of God to priests of Satan with money. Alright? So, a young man, prophet too, came from Judah and he stretched his hand to the altar of Jerusalem and prophesied against it that a young, a, a king shall be born. His name shall be called Josiah. He will sacrifice the bones of your priests on this altar and desecrate this altar, says the Lord. The king, out of his pomposity and arrogance, stretched his hand to hold him and his hand shriveled. And he begged, please, pray to God. Pray to God. This hand to come down. Now, there are two lessons we learn from the book of the, the man from Judah. Do you know that 300 years, around 300 years after he spoke, Josiah was born. Your destiny predates your conception. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew he will form you. God knew the family that will conceive you. God knew the city you will be born. And God ordained destiny. He does not care. You see, that's why your destiny has nothing to do with geographical location. It has nothing to do with geographical location. You are born in Africa. You are born in third world. We call it seventh world. It does not mean you can rule over the first world. Don't you understand me? I can give you names. Listen. 300 years after, it happened. And you know, the age of this Joseph, a man, eight years old, he became a king. 18 years into his kingship, he did sacrifice all those people. Young, young, young men. 26. He became king at eight. As a boy. But he served God. He feared God. Though his father was a murderer. And godless. An idol worshiper. He chose to serve God. He must have a mother who served God. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is a lot to learn in it. Because somebody's husband is reckless. Does not mean you should be godless. We'll talk about that because today I want to be very quick and get out of this. However it happened, do we get it now? So, that is to say that before you are conceived, God knew you and he ordained it. You know, some of us in prophetic, we can tell and we have done that. To some people, we have told them when they are not, uh, they haven't got children, you are going to have X number of children, uh, you know, and sometimes we tell them the sex of those children. And sometimes we tell them the names of those children. Then we tell them what this one will be, what that one will be, what the other one will be. Before they conceive at all. Even some of them have not married. When we do that. How do we do that? It is by the Spirit that wrote the destiny. The Holy Spirit of God. It's the only one who can reveal it to us. Listen to me. Destiny is indestructible. By any power. However, one can miss destiny. So, that is number two, isn't it? Number three. Okay, I gave you number three. Your age, disability, or inability is no excuse. Okay, let me give you number four. You must stop giving excuses to your destiny. Give your destiny whatever it takes. 
no, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. I wish Elder Balofin was here to come and say Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Elder Balofin trained his wife and she won in Olympics weightlifting. She is a member of this church is here. The day that in New Cross, when I said she come, he just she just carried a fat tall man like this to her neck. Within two seconds, the man was on her neck. She's a woman. But you see, before she got to that muscular, it was painful. It was painful. I used to be a boxer. I knew the discipline that I was taken through. This my jaw. Before this, my jaw became, this my neck became what it became. A lot of punches over my head, over my jaw, by my trainer. But those punches brought me to the place where by on the ring, I could not be knocked down by any blow to my jaw. And I knocked out everybody I fought with. But no pain. Okay. You have been studying, you have had careers. When people are sleeping, you are reading. Don't you understand? You want power from God. You don't spend time all your life sleeping. All your life sleeping. You are looking for rest when there is battle. Let me tell you. I didn't want to say this before, but I will say it. Today, mommy and I could not sleep. Not because we did not want to sleep, but because we could not sleep till 3 a.m. And we have to get up 4 to come to New Cross, 4 a.m., so by the time I greeted her farewell at about 3.15, good night. What were both of us doing? When we can't sleep, what do we do? You study the word of God. You pray for the people. You don't get power of God by sleeping and eating. You don't operate in the gift of the spirit because somebody just eat belly full. Say your nonsense, it will never come to pass. Apart from walk the talk, you must talk the walk. Someone says to me, Apostle, you need rest. When I die, I will rest. Even I think when I get to heaven, I won't rest too. Because I'll be going on expedition. Expedition. From <laughs> many of you have been going to Dubai, going to uh, Fatai. I tell you something. <laughs> when I get to heaven. I will want to visit all your houses wherever God puts you. Amen forevermore. Jesus took the pain to the cross. It costed him a gruesome death to, to translate death into eternal life. Death was an emblem of seizure of existence. But Jesus came to change the order. That the death that brought end to humanity will become the entrance for eternal living. He has to suffer the pain, even the gruesome pain to the cross, strip naked before everybody, no clothes on him. Tore his ribs, mutilated him. How dare you then think that destiny will come to those who are sleeping? The Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms and poverty will jump upon you. Even if you speak in two million tongues. Come on now. 
Listen. Destiny does not change. But many people miss it. Some people, when God gave you a little taste, arrogance kills destiny. We'll talk about the killers of destiny later. Because God just makes you excel above your contemporaries, it gets into your head. Mm. And God will say, okay, if I let this go fast, Satan will take him. Rather than you to miss heaven, he will pull the string. And the person will keep on marching, marching, marching. Others will pass him. Then his eyes will open. Then the day you leave arrogance, he will open the door for you. See, God is not bothered if a person does not fulfill destiny. That doesn't bother God. Because for you who is born again, the destiny does not change. But if your pursuit over destiny will take God from you, God will, 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 by himself, he will stop the destiny. One of the people we are going to look at is Solomon. God raised him to the highest level any man can get to. And God raised adversary against him at the end of his life so that he would not miss heaven. To teach him a lesson that you don't go proud. Listen to me. So have this. You cannot give excuse to God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6 to 7 says, Jeremiah replied God, Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you. Uh, Moses said that I am a stammerer. And God said, Who gave you mouth to stammer? Who made you stammer? It is I. But I've created for you a, a person who is your senior, who is a good talker. He will be your mouth and you will be as God to him. You know, there is no limitation that can stop God from fulfilling your destiny for you. He's the one who designed it. You have no excuse. Ah, it's not normal. You know, some people, when they want to dare destiny, some people are saying that, ah, you know, because their own, they struggle a lot to get to where the person is by faith getting into. We're telling you that, you know, not, it doesn't happen like that. Look, you are unique. You are unique. You and I can begin to agree with me now that for anyone to fulfill destiny, you must cooperate with the one who designed it. You want to get there, you must collaborate with the God, God who designed it. So you have no excuse. Number five. You must not be afraid. Both of unknown and the known. Jeremiah said to God in verse 9, Then the Lord reached out his hand. No, sorry. He says in verse 8, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So maybe somebody who God has assigned to help you just passed on and nobody to help you anymore. That shouldn't discourage you. <laughs> the Lord will take care of you if you can cooperate with him. If you can cooperate. You know, we'll talk about detraction you know, maybe next week we get to that. Satan, everything Satan set in the world is to detract the saints of God. Maybe they will lose track and focus and end up in hell, which God prepared for the devil and his angels. But when I talk about that, you will be amazed. I was showing mom, mom, mom a few days ago. You know, there are boys who plant their hair. You understand me? 
if anyone who is a boy plats his hair and come before you, if you sympathize with them, it will cost you dearly before God. The Bible says, say to the wicked, it shall not be well with you. And you can save them by letting them. I have no apology. If you, are, if you have known the truth, and now you begin to behave symptoms of hell, I will tell you straight away that you are on your way to hell. We just read in the New Cross now, if you see a person who is a sinner, a person who has been doing righteous, his righteousness before, and suddenly he begins to do evil, the Bible says, warn him. If you don't warn him, his blood will be on your neck. You know, I said I'm going to be showing you the men that are covenanted to plait hair and put on earrings. They are priests of Baal. It was mentioned with, Je- with Jeroboam. Are, those of them are the bones were, were burnt on the altar. And they are still alive till today in Benin Republic, in Nigeria, and in United Kingdom and other places. In, 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 in Nigeria, they call them Shango priests. Shango is Baal. That deity in Rome that you have an axe in his hand is the same deity in a clan of Nigeria that they worship. And it is the covenant with that deity, Baal, that the shrine prostitute men will plait their hair like women and put earring. I have the photograph I will show you this December. I will show you this December. If anybody says that is a child of God, you speak in all these nonsense tongues, which is not tongue of God, with that kind of platinum ear, let me tell you, don't make mistake to die. You will remember me in hell. Don't make mistake to die. See, when it comes to people following the path of hell, when you know it, it's with passion you must, you must want them to get out of it. If you are apologetic, you are helping them to go. You will never get their heart. If you truly love them, you bring the act down. Firm! Because Satan got their mind. If Satan can get your mind, he will enter your body, he will gestate for some time, and begin to wind you up to limits, so that you will become reprobate. At the point of reprobate, nobody can see anything. That person must go to hell. Are you with me now? You know, someone like myself, when I talk to you sometimes, you just have to accept it because I've seen the devil, you haven't seen him. I know the trickery of the, of the enemy. And those who are from that background will agree with me. No be so. Not so. So, I gave you four. Don't be afraid. Five, yes. Don't be afraid. Number six, God has remedy for all things, all challenges. Jeremiah 1, 9, Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. The remedy for every circumstance, challenge you meet along your path is the word of the living God. That's the remedy. It is not your boldness. It is not your intellect. It's not that I'm qualified. <laughs> there are many more qualified than you. They look for a job until their qualification became irrelevant. They didn't find one. 
Now they have to tell them to go back and redo what they did seven years ago. Because they couldn't walk with it. There was a man, one of my friends, he was a director in one of the companies, big companies in Nigeria. And this gate man will always, was there all the time. And this gate man, when he comes, you know, we open for all the staff. But among the gate men, this gate man speaks very good English. So he will chat with them. He's a believer. He was here. Some of you know him if I mentioned his name. He was director of finance. And then one day, he just invited the gate man who speaks good English. Please come. Let's, let's, let's talk. They went to this senior staff um, canteen. And he was saying to me that, you, you speak good English. Come and tell me, who are you? What are you? And the man laughed. He said, sir, I have PhD in mathematics. You have PhD in mathematics? He said, yes, sir. First degree, first class. Second degree distinction. And PhD in mathematics. He said, what are you doing here? He said, I never got a job. When I finished first degree, I didn't get a job. So I said, let me read masters. I read masters. I didn't get a job. I said, let me read PhD. I read PhD. Even teaching jobs that I cannot get. You know what my, my friend said? He said, today is the end of it. He went to the management and created an office for the guy. The following month, he was an, among the executives. He said, we cannot waste this kind of brain. But look, there are many people. It's destiny. Okay? But there are many people like that walking about the streets. They are, they are certificates until it is useless. Yes, certificate is three year, five years old. It's no more relevant in academics. Are you with me now? So, you cannot say you are qualified. No, it is the grace of God upon that qualification that takes you to destiny. You must understand. That's the reason why whatever God makes you, don't, get, don't let it get into your head. Do you get me now? What number did I give you now? Remedy. Number seven. Destiny is greater than your thought. It's not something you can sit down and think. You know, a good number, we, we have visions, don't we? Which is necessary and very, very good. But you know, when you reach the height of your vision, before you reach the height of your vision, you will discover that you want to go higher than that. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's how it is. Your vision is inspired in your spirit. And it works along with the destiny. When somebody begins to have vision and you have aim in life and you have targets in life, you have program in life, it's not your destiny. It's not your destination. It just enroots your destiny. And when you get to the height you really want to, you will discover that there are higher heights you still want to attain until you get to the very place that God has ordained you, then you will settle. Understand this. Your destiny is greater than you. Finally, you must cooperate with God who wrote the destiny. Don't play with God. None of you who listen to me should be deceived by this deception of this age. There's nothing there than sorrow, regrets, and sadness. 
If you walk with God, you'll be patient with God. Look at what God said. Two things he promised him. After the word of the Lord came to him, Jeremiah, he says in verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see, Jeremiah? After he had been given the word to eat the word, he said, I see a branch of an almond tree. I replied, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. Without the word, you cannot see correctly your life. You cannot. And I'm not talking about reading the word. Reading the word as a mirror. So that you can improve your life daily by the word. That is the word he's talking about. He says, you have seen correctly. The word love came. The word love came. You have seen correctly. He says, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God is watching to see his word fulfilled. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a boiling pot tilting away from the north. I answered. Listen to me. For you and I to see our destiny and to see the path to it and not to miss it, we need total cooperation with God. Understand, how do you know a person who cooperates with God? It's the lifestyle. Jesus said, it's the lifestyle. <laughs> I told you something from beginning, Pastor Debbie will be having witness on this, and Pastor Billy Mrs. too, they are here. They have been with me from beginning. Let me say, but Pastor Debbie longer, I always say something <clears throat> to you, which continues to be in my lips. I said to you, the Lord, I made a covenant with the Lord. That regardless of what God makes of Apostle Williams, my old friend are still my friends. Abby, I will not get to a stage in life and then I say, I'm a big bird now. I need to fly with other eagles. The eagle that I did not know where I came from. The eagle I did not know where he's going. I better fly with the eagles that grew with me or the eagles that grew with me. Whatever God made Jesus, the Bible says he humbled himself to the point of death. So whatever, let me warn all of you. I saw you years ago, what you were. There is nothing God can make of you that you think that you are better than your brother or your sister here. Are you hearing me? I will pull your shirt back and tell you the story of how you grew. Uh-uh. Am I talking? When we used to share Gary, I will tell you. And if you didn't share Gary with me, I will tell you how you used to run about church like this here. Even if you go, I will pursue you and go to your office and say that this man that is there now, let me tell you his story. When he used to run. <laughs> that occasion will never happen to you. Godliness is humility. The way up with God is the way down. When you go deeper in God, the humbler you become. And the more he exalts you. The people that were exalted by God don't talk about the contents that the materials they have. Except maybe testimony sometimes brought that up. 
They do not dwell on the office, the position they are. They are what they were when God picked them up. Remember my word. That is element that you are working with him. You will allow God to remove every roof from your head so that your visibility has no limits when you walk in humility. I will together now. Therefore, your position as a child of God, what you can do for God to take you to the highest height in life, he wants you to be where he has ordained. What you have seen now is not your destination. You are en route your destiny. And by his grace, you will get there. The dictum I live with you is this. Romans chapter 1 verse 11. The word of the, sorry, uh, chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing or acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not, let, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, not to the world. Okay? But be transformed by what? The renewing of your human mind. Don't let flesh take up your mind. Simulate the mind of Christ all your life. He who was really God did not count that as something to rob God with. He humbled himself and took the image of man. He didn't come and say that, but I am the one who made you. No. No. Your height is too high. Higher than your imagination. It's only God who knows it. So, I beseech all of you. Look, look. Apostle Williams have led you for years. Where we have gotten to, no man under heaven can come and say that. If not for me, CFT will not reach this place. Do you have a man who can say that? No, we didn't raise funds from anybody. We didn't bring somebody who... I pray to God all the time and I tell you this, that God, do not let any millionaire join this church. Do you know he have me pray all the time? How many pastors pray that in this world? I prayed it for 31 years. I don't, want to, I don't want anyone to come here and say I'm a millionaire. Stay where you are. I said to God, when you call Moses, you raise people under him. When you call Noah, you raise people under him. When you came, you raise your people. So you will raise millionaires here. People that God will bless and raise here. And he's doing it now. God is doing it now. God is doing it now. So that nobody can tell us that if not for my donation. We don't need your donation here. Nobody can come and say that I am the one who gave this gift to apostle. If not for me, apostle will not be. We don't, it doesn't happen. We don't want it here. Let me tell you this. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory shares in our way. Godliness and contentment is great gain. It's great gain. I told someone, a pastor was discussing with me and I said this statement. And that pastor said, Apostle, I wish all of us knew we are like you. You know, we have the dream of Jesus City. I think during this month I will show you some where we have gotten to in Jesus City plan. You know, we have Jesus City for England, 
there is a 250 acres of land here waiting for us somewhere, which we are going to acquire. It will be built. We have the one for Nigeria already sorted. We are talking with the government of the states. All the amount that is needed to pay, we have paid them to get our schematic approved. So that when our scheme is fully approved, then we go in launch now to do all the projects that we intend to do. Someone one day asked me how much will it cost. I said, I don't know. It will cost as much as it demands. Do you know something? I told that pastor. I am not one of the ministers who is pushing that it has to be built when I'm alive. It has to be built when I'm alive. Why? I'm not one of them. Or else I would have been loving you, loving you, loving you, telling you all manner of stories like some do. That God is just telling me now that somebody here will give $100,000. And then, you know, the five to get here, when they, reach hell, when they reach hell, nobody will pity them. God gave David vision. He gave him provision. But he told David, you will not build it. God gave Noah provision and he made Noah build it. He gave Moses and he made Moses build it. That is God for you. But every provision to build it will be available in my hands. That's the reason why I'm telling you, those of you who are younger, anything Apostle is doing now at this age, I'm doing it for me. I don't need anything anymore in life. I'm okay. <laughs> to the end of my age, if I don't add anything more, I can live comfortably till I die. But why am I pursuing the kingdom? Because the generation to come must run with the vision. The generation to come. You, your children, your children's children. If Jesus tarry, we must leave something robust that you will find a place of fulfillment. Your children will find a place of fulfillment. Your children's children will keep on running. And they will not break rank. And that's the reason why my teaching is hard as I receive it. You follow it, you read destiny. That's how it is. So simple and cheap. For you, nothing will uproot you. I didn't hear your amen. amen. We will finish this destiny together. You know, after we are gone, those of you who remain, you will remember what I said to you. That which I give to you, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Okay? But be transformed on a daily basis by renewing your mind, not behaving like the world do. Not talking like the world do. Don't dress like them. Don't talk like them. A sensible man should not appear crazy or mad. Oppressed. Piercing hole all over the whole body. Is that godly? Is that of the Spirit of God? It's like an oppressed person. There are spirits behind it. I know them. Some of them they call it Jewelry. Some of them they call it Wigbo. Some of them they call it Aljonu. Now interpreting your language. You don't understand? I will show you some of their photographs. As they are translated in the Western world. This is the seat of them. Those spirits that are very intelligent and they are crafty. That's the reason why they set up cobwebs for people. 
And people don't understand that Jesus says that not those who call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of my Father, but those who do my will, the will of the Father, not the will as you define, but the will as He's defined here. You will get there in Jesus' name. I say you will get there in Jesus' name. The power of this age will never be able to deceive you. Your time is very short and you must fulfill destiny. Let's stand upon our feet, please. We are going to pray together. It is very, very brief. It's a prayer of remembrance. The Bible says, And those who fear the Lord talk to each other. Malachi 3.16 The Lord listened and heard. A book of remembrance was opened in the presence of the Lord concerning those who fear Him and honor His name. You know what we are going to pray? The Lord had told me that He had opened a book of remembrance concerning us. We are going to pray that, Lord, help me to honor your name. Lift up your voice and begin to tell the Lord. Direct my heart towards you, O God. Tell the Lord, help me to live a life that will honor you. Tell the Lord, teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees. Tell the Lord, give me understanding and I will keep your laws and obey it. Tell the Lord, illuminate my heart, O God, that I may satisfy you in all my life. Tell the Lord, direct my path, O God. Direct my path towards your command. Help me to delight in your command. Pray and tell God, turn away my eyes from worthless things. I can hear rumbling of the clouds. I see the density of the clouds. In a short time, a heavy downpour is coming upon the sons of men. Tell the Lord, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Father, tell the Lord, fulfill your promise unto me, O God. So that you may be feared in my life as I go to the end of this year. Take away the disgrace I dread. Pray and tell God, this is Psalm 109, we are praying, 19, we are praying. Take away the disgrace that I dread, O God. In Isaiah it says that do not be afraid, you will not suffer disgrace. Anybody who has a condition that is tending towards disgrace, Lord, revoke it. Take it away, Lord. Say, God, may your unfailing love come to me. And your salvation according to your promise. Unfailing love of God, let it saturate me. Mommy read the scripture in the book of Psalm today, my, my, my favor lasts a generation. Tell the Lord, let your favor last my generation. Lord, send your salvation according to your promise. Do not snatch your word from my mouth, O God. 
Regardless of the challenges I face in life, do not let your word leave my mouth. Because I put my hope in you, tell the Lord, let your word remain in my mouth, let it remain in the mouth of my children and my descendants to come. According to your promise. Verse 66 says, Teach me knowledge and good judgment. We need it. There are decisions that every one of us will take in the new year. You need it. Tell the Lord to give you knowledge and good judgment. You need it. The spirit of insight, let it work fully in me. I may understand your plan for me next year. Tell the Lord. Help me to understand your plan for next year for me. Lord, teach me knowledge and good judgment. Oh, sovereign Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Say amen. amen. Let me read these scriptures to you. Put it on the board for me, please. First John 2.15. And I want to address every one of us. You know, we're English. And we live in England. But we are strangers in England. Every Christian, we are strangers in this world. Conformity with the world is enmity to God. Let's read the scriptures together. Do you not know? I want to read the cathedral way. Stop. World must get out of you. You didn't hear what I said. You know how world creep into people? Very deceitful. It was world that entered into Jeroboam. And he lost salvation. He started by prophetic. He ended up in hell. You know, it was the world that shipwrecked Solomon. As wealthy as Solomon was with encounters of God, appeared to him twice as a young man in his thirties. And God did what he promised. Fulfilled his bargain. 
But his father warned him and said, My son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. For he knows the motive behind everything that man will do. And he said, If you serve him, you will find him. He seek him, you find him. If you reject him, he will reject you. Solomon got out of God by outside influences. Women killed him. Friends, peer pressure. Can you imagine somebody who saw God twice and spoke with God and God spoke with him? Can you imagine that kind of a person? And then God now blessed him and he became so rich. Common sense tell a madman not to leave that God. However, influence, Satan set him up. But when Satan got him to redeem his life, the Bible says, and God raised an adversary against him. God himself raised opposition against him. He sent a tormentor. When Saul derailed from God, an evil spirit from God came over to Saul. In other words, God spoke to hell. You just demon, go and torment him. And he went. That is what the Bible says. And that is what is true. There are people in our lifetime today who have got to that region. If a person, if a Christian, you mingle with God and you go and follow the world, you talk like them, you walk like them, you dress like them, you appear like them, to the place you are by, you have so much desire to do what they are doing. Forgetting that Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 tells you that the people in the world are under the control of Lucifer. Hey! You open doors for the enemy and you shut door against God. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loved the world, the love of the Father had departed. It happened to Solomon. Read it again. The next verse, please. Quick. Mm-hmm. So what is the world? Ephesians say it's Satan. Ephesians 1 to 3 say it. Two, chapter 2, 1 to 3 say it. All these things they call fashion. They came from Satan. Someone say, where do we draw the line? That's a rebellious question. Common sense tells you where to draw the line. Don't ask me where to draw the line. Draw the line where you want to draw it. You will end up where the line is. Oh yes, I'm telling you the truth. Common sense tells a man what the line is. If I appear like a prostitute, then I know I appear like a prostitute. If Apostolians came today with a torn jeans and everywhere is torn like a mad person, it is mad people that wear torn things. When did he become a, 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 a dress for a reasonable human being to wear? Satan! And he's laughing at them. He has the whole of your body like an oppressed person. He's from the devil! Demons! And they are laughing at them. And some will say that they are born again and they are doing those things. Come on, forget it. Forget it. Look, there is mercy and there is judgment. The day of judgment, God, Jesus said that mercy will not exist again on the judgment. And as deep as the judgment is, the love is so deep is the judgment. As God, Jesus will save the most reckless sinner. He will punish the most righteous man who turned to evil so terribly. He said it. Are we together? 
We want to pray for one another. If not for the situation, I'll say you hold hands, but don't worry, just pray for, pray. We pray and connect our spirit that Lord, deliver us from the deception of hell of this age. Do not let any one of us fall a victim. Now take the word away from my heart. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord, from young, from old, take the word. What does it, pro- what does it profit you? When you are in the world, you behave like them. Now you are in God, you are behaving like the world. Then you are not supposed to be in God at all. It's the decision of the devil to rob, to kill, to steal and destroy. It doesn't make those who do it beautiful at all. It makes them ugly. You are, you are can I, a witness with me. When a person who is reasonable behaves unreasonably, it diminishes them. But Satan can't let them see it because their mind has been dull, darkened. He who loves the world, the love of the Father is no more in them. Play the worldly music, gravitate towards the worldly dressing, and then look like one of them. That the love of God has gone out of them. Deliver the soul of every child of God upon the face of the earth. From this delusion of the devil, deliver our children. Verse 17 says, the world will pass away and his desire, they will all pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. The man who does the will of God lives forever. God said this when he was talking about antichrist spirits. He says, and dear children, this is the last hour, and, and as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. It is the spirit of Antichrist. Do not let him have dominion over us, over our children, over our generation. Lord, teach our heart to fear you. Teach our soul to love you. Destroy every form of rebellion. Give us freedom in our spirit, man, Lord. That our labor will not be a fuel for fire. Tell the Lord, let your Holy Spirit take over our soul. If the people in your call don't come and behave like you born again, why should you born again behave like a cult? Someone says it's liberty. It's the liberty of the devil. It's reprobation. Every spirit of rebellion be gone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Turn your heart towards the Lord and ask Him to save you and help you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice across the globe. Who in their heart of heart have decided to follow Jesus? When a person joins the army, he starts putting on the uniform of the army. He starts going through the training of a soldier. And Paul said, nobody who entangles himself with civilian affairs can satisfy his commanding officer, who is Jesus Christ. Many say that I pray, 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 I don't get results. People say they see vision, I can't see nothing. Because the God of this age has blinded them. Such blindfold, send your fire and destroy in the name of Jesus. 
Someone says, I own my body, I can do what I like with it. No, you didn't own the body. It was borrowed to you. When the time will come, the owner will call you out of that body. And that body will be eaten by worms. Anything that can bring regrets after death. Father, destroy the name of Jesus. All these marauding forces spoken in Zechariah, who have been sent to the earth by Lucifer, to deceive sons of light and rob them of their earthly benefits and their eternal inheritance. Lord, I banish them from your people. May the love of God saturate our hearts. May our soul gravitate towards the kingdom and the things of the kingdom of God. My God, anyone bound, loose in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone oppressed, delivered in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Marauding forces, be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I command the control of Satan to be destroyed by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, set free in the name of Jesus Christ. So, set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command every soul, be set free in the name of Jesus. You will attain the height that heaven has ordained for you. You will attain the handwriting of God for your life. Satan will fail over you. Over your children. Over your household. This new week you are going to tomorrow. Floodgates shall open concerning you. This week you are going to tomorrow. The Lord will fill your mouth with laughter. We are running to the end of this month. Less than 30 days will be in the new year. By this time next month, we are in the new year. You will not regret. I say the one who keeps Israel will continue to keep you. The Lord will lift up his countenance to shine upon you. God will turn his mercy from heaven towards you. Yours will be a delightful land. Oh Lord my God. Thank you for giving ears, for hearing, insight, for knowledge. None of us will end up like Solomon. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. I thought Brother OJ would be playing the keyboard as we are clapping. Your drum is silent. I said put your hands together for the God of heaven. Drums don't clap. Uh-huh. 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 You see, these are militant guys. They are ready. Hallelujah. Wow. I didn't dare to stop. Hallelujah! Hey! We got a victory. Hallelujah!
We got the victory. Hallelujah. We got the victory. Hallelujah. We got the victory. Hallelujah. Every knee, every knee. to give anything to the Lord, use that um, account details. The book of Philippians, I think Philippians chapter 4, if I can quickly have that on the screen, Philippians chapter 4, verses, if I read from verse 18 to 19, thereabouts, it says, I have received full payments and even more. I am ample supplied. Now that I have received from Epaphrodites the gift you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is God's promise for us. We are in the month of remembrance. And God will remember his promise concerning us. He says that he will meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, because all our needs are met. Thank you, Father, because this is a fragrance offering that has been brought by your holy people. And so, Father, we want to thank you for the blessing from January to date. Thank you because you have never failed us. For you meet up all our needs according to your riches in glory. Thank you for the abundance that you have supplied in this house. And so, Father God, as we are about to give our offering and our tithe, some of us, Father, we ask that you open the floodgates of heaven and pour down a blessing in which there will not be enough room to contain. You said in your word that you open the storehouse of your bounty and you will sell rain upon our land. Even as we go into this week, we ask, O oh God, that the works of our hands is blessed in the name of Jesus. For as many, O oh God, who could not give because they do not have. Father God, I pray that in this week you said you will remember us. So remember your gracious promise concerning anyone that is trusting you for employment. Lord, I ask that in this new week they will receive an answer. 
doors will be opened to your children in the name of Jesus. That at the end of this month, they will come and testify. That Lord God, tomorrow, my God met my needs. Thank you, Father God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we rise as we bring our offering cheerfully to the Lord?
that we can give towards your work on earth for the propagation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is your holy offering that have been brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire descend from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Shall we be seated please? the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, is anyone joining us for the very first time today? If this is your first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral Building, we'd like you to please identify by raising up your hand. Anyone join us for the first time? I don't mean is your name anyone. I'm asking if you are, if you are visiting for the first time. Is that clearer? Well, Sounds like, I, 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 think, I think we need to get those in the at Bethesda to come and explain to those at Cathedral how they should be inviting people on a daily basis. It was Apostle that started this morning, not me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, please let's remember to invite others to join us. Uh, it's lovely, lovely to see everyone here, but we need to invite others, especially in this season. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not the festivities, it's not the lights, it's not the sales. Jesus is the reason for the season. Someone was asking me during the week, what do we celebrate more at our church? Is it Easter or is it Christmas? And I said, we celebrate Jesus. Praise the Lord. We celebrate Jesus. And we celebrate Jesus at Easter, we celebrate Jesus Christmas, we celebrate Jesus every day. Praise the Lord. You know, you just open the door, you just ask a question, you know, you kind of like walk into it for me. I kind of have got an answer almost every time. We need to get into that. Praise the Lord. So let's invite others. Let's, let's invite others to be a part of what God is doing in our midst. Um, we were listening during the course of the week to various testimonies of what God has been doing since January. If we just spend some time to be quiet, you know, there's a lot of noise around us, but if you just spend some time to be quiet and listen out to what, or just think about what God has done for us, or we have seen this year, it still blows my mind, the sister that was hearing different languages. Praise the Lord. Apostle was speaking in English, she was hearing in French. That was in our midst. We, we quickly forget how many people have we shared that testimony to? And people have, just share it. Whether they believe it or not, just share it. And if they want to see the evidence, we've got the evidence on tape. Because even the day Apostle was interviewing her for the first time, we were asking questions, and she, everybody else was speaking English, she couldn't understand, but when Apostle spoke, she understood. And she was explaining what Apostle was saying. That's God. And when things like that happen in our midst, we need to shout about it. We need to shout about it. For one purpose. It's not for Christ with tabernacle, but for the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God might be preached. That Christ may be preached. 
And then they will want to find out. Then Christ's first tabernacle comes behind it very quickly because they will want to find out where God is moving. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, that was because I went into that sermon because um, we didn't welcome any visitors. I had to use up that time to go into a sermon. Not that I planned to. Praise the Lord. Tonight, 7 p.m., we're having our, our normal our, our prayer sessions. Um, a few people might have tried to log on at 7 p.m. yesterday. If you did and you're kind of like feeling a bit naked, you, what you should have just done is just to pray. If you felt like, oh, I should have been praying at 7 p.m., you should have just carried on and prayed. So anybody that said, I missed the prayer session yesterday, what you should have done is to pray at that time. Praise the Lord. Don't say I miss it. We prayed. Because we prayed into the new day from Friday into Saturday. But tonight we're having our, Bible st- uh, our, uh, our communion service at 7 p.m. But please note, 7 p.m. today, 7 p.m. on Wednesday, when we also have our Bible study. All other days during the course of the week, we're meeting at 11 p.m. Am I correct, sir? 11 p.m. Just if I'd gotten that wrong, I'll have to go back and get all the people in New Cross and tell them I, I made the wrong announcement, you know. So 11 p.m. on Monday, Tuesday, 11 p.m. on Thursday, and on Friday. And 11 p.m. on Friday will take us into the new day. So then we'll have Friday stroke, Saturday prayers all in one, double barrel, kind of like, and we'll have a break in between. And the break in between is for us to, you know, just crossing over from one to the other. And on Saturday, Saturday evenings now, we are having the early hours of Saturday, our prayer sessions. And then on Sunday again, 7 p.m. And during the weekdays, 11 p.m. till the end of this month, until the end of the month of December. So please make a note of that. We'll keep announcing it on a daily basis so that we don't forget, but please make a note of that. I believe in, on that line, um, Women of Rare Destiny, you, there's a Women of Rare Destiny meeting, is it, in, on Thursday, 8.30 p.m.? Is that? Uh, prayers, prayers on Thursdays at 11 p.m. Seven, okay. Seven to eight. Women of Rare Destiny on Thursday, you have seven to eight. Prayer is 11. 78 Women of Rare Destiny. So if you join at that time and you're a light of the world, you're a member of the light of the world, would inaugurate you and welcome you into the Women of Rare Destiny meeting. If you're the light of the world, you become. So if a man joins at that time, we know you want to become a member of the Women of Rare Destiny. Praise the Lord. Oh no, so everyone's laughing. What? What's, okay, all right. So, men, men note that Thursday, 7 p.m., Women of Rare Destiny, 7 to 8 p.m. Please make a note of that. I know whenever we make slight changes, people, it takes a while to get used to, but please make a note of that, 7 to 8, Women of Rare Destiny. And I believe Saturday was meant to be the youth of Royal Destiny meeting, but it's been postponed or rescheduled for the 18th. So, Youth of Royal Destiny, am I correct? Yes? Is it, I'm right. I'll get there. I'm still awake. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, please note that the meeting, you normally meet second Saturday of the month, which would, be, which would normally be Saturday, but this month it will be on the 18th. The intention, the intention is that the 18th will still be, will be an in-person meeting on the 18th. That's the plan. But the 
further details will be provided. And the reason we want to have further details provided is to we're keeping in tune with what's going on. And it means that we all need to recognize that please, please, please rem remember to keep yourself safe. And what I mean by keeping yourself safe is we're okay in our own, in our own bubbles, in our own meets, in the house of God. We thank God that God is protecting us in Christ's way tabernacle. But we don't know what you do out there. So we want to make sure that when you're out there, you don't mix with people who are anti-vaxxers. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. There are some people, if you listen to the news, we know that the challenge is out there and people are taking this thing for granted. Let's keep praying. Let's remember to pray that any variant that evolves right now will be able to weaken, not to increase the potency. If it mutates, it should mutate to decrease. Praise the Lord. That's the normal trend of viruses. The normal trend is that it reduces in its potency. So it should not increase. So the prayer is that God has given us the, the cure as coming I mean, for this one that says it evades one. That's not what God told us. God did not tell us that it would, the new variant will come that will start evading one thing or the other. Praise the Lord. And so let's know what we're praying. And let's stand firm because of course, at times, what tends to happen to us is that we take some things for granted and we think we have overcome and we then go into the cooler and the enemy starts to play games, both on the mind and in physical. So please keep yourself safe. But Christmas dinner, award dinner, scheduled for the 19th, 19th of, um, of December and our Prime Minister says no cancellation of Christmas dues. Praise the Lord. So we don't intend to cancel, but we also intend to make sure that everyone that comes and attends the venue on the day, you ensure that you are already, you either have a valid exemption, medical exemption, certified, or indeed you have been double or triple. Right now people are triple jabbed. Some people very soon will be quadruple jabbed. And well, if you have already had the flu vaccine, you are already quadrupled anyway. Praise the Lord. But all, 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 ultimately, we might also be having a lateral flow test. The only reason we do that, by the way, is to ensure that all of us together, we are in a safe environment. And the safety in that instance is to ensure that we don't, I mean, and, and by the way, if you do have symptoms and you had already paid, you'll be refunded if you can't attend on the day because of that, not because you've changed your mind. Because actually, if you change your mind, we'll ask you to pay double for not attending. Praise the Lord. Okay, so much for a short announcement. I'd like to read a couple of thank you cards. Um, the first one is just to say a very special thank you. Sent with love, you've been so kind to Apostle, Reverend Omar and the entire CFT family. We want to say a very big thank you for all your support, gestures of love, gifts and well wishes since the birth of our twins. We are so grateful to you all. May God continue to bless you and fulfill every desire of your heart in Jesus' name. With love from Brother Dewole and Sister Kemi Shitu and Isaiah, baby Nathan and baby Eliana. Um, that's um, actually, apologies, this card has been sitting in the office for a while, which should have been read. Um, so, big thank you from the Shitu family. Um, and then I have another card.
And it says, on behalf of the family of um, Brother Babatunde Olaribigbe, we would like to say thank you to Apostle A.T.B. Williams, Reverend Omar Williams, the pastors and the entire Church of Christ Faith Tabernacle for your amazing support during the Thanksgiving service for our father, Babatunde Olaribigbe. We were overwhelmed by the messages, calls, physical presence, and encouraging words, which has been of immense comfort to us. Words are not enough to express our gratitude for your deeds of kindness. We pray according to Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26, that God will continue to bless you, keep you, rejoicing will never cease in your camp. This is indeed a loving church, and we're so blessed to be a part of this wonderful family. Once again, thank you and remain blessed. That's from the Olari Big Bay family as they celebrated um, the life of their father. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you very much for your patience this afternoon. I'd like to welcome Apostle. Amen. Look at some beside you tell him I love you. Hallelujah. You know I love you guys because you are obedient people to the voice of heaven. Shall we rise up together? I'm pressing on the upward way, new height again, in every day, still praying I upward bound, your plan. Hey! 
sanctuary. May God grant you support from his Zion. May God remember all your labor sacrifices and may the Lord accept your burnt offering from you. May God give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy as we will be victorious in this week in every battle. We will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he answer all your requests. And may the God of Bethel who appeared unto Abraham and unto Jacob at Bethel, may he tabernacle in your life and in your home. May he reveal himself to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven and bring this minute to a close as we read together Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work. To do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall we do the general grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Turn to someone and say, Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing that will fall in your house.
unto you according to your confession. God bless you and see you tonight in the communion service. Please take your seats and the ushers will lead you out.